Welcome to our Money Donuts podcast video. Can we just eat the donuts? Because I already took a bite. Royal Credit Union's Money Donut podcast is here to make you smile and to get you thinking about your finances in new ways. From saving to spending to can we just eat half of it? Just finish your life. I, I want the donut. Well, there's plenty of silliness. Episodes are also filled with nutritious financial tips. Listen to the Money Donuts podcast from Royal Credit Union today at rcu.org slash podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. A Colorado sweep, color us surprised. Plus, is Alex Stalock actually a better forward, fisherman, or goalie? We find out when the South St. Paul native, uh, Go Packers, by the way, joins us in this week's episode. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Jim Beam, Better Edge, Royal Credit Union, and Peak Vestibular Center. This is season three, episode 129. Marcus Foligno fan club assemble. Not only is sodastick.com the only place to get your official Marcus Foligno fan club tee, but it's also the only place to get all your favorite wild team garb, plus so much more beyond hockey. Use code BARDOWNBEAUTIES for 15% off your total purchase at sodastick.com. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition, like chanting let's play hockey prior to the start of each game, or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Remember, drink smart. Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021, James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporate Claremont, Kentucky. From New Voice Studios. Oh yeah, you betcha. Let's go to the boat. Discombobulate on the spot. Part of the Talk North Podcast Network. Fly out to Russia personally. <laughs> Jesse Pierce. This is off the rails. We're only a couple Already. minutes in. Alexis Pearson. We're not going to throw batteries on, on the ice at, you know, Kirill Kaprizov. This is, we're not that crazy. <laughs> like. Bar Down Beauty's Podcast. Was it about guys getting hammered down low night after night? Uh, like everyone loves to crap on analytics, but the analytics do not lie here. We are firing Fred at the top of the hour. More hit. It's like tea. <laughs> tea. Starts now. Hello, everybody. What's going on? I'm Jesse Pierce. She's Alexis Pearson. Producer Fred Not Fired, and joining us, Mr. Alex Daylock. Al, what's going on, bud? How are you? Enjoying summer. I'm doing great. Uh, <laughs> got a tan going. Means I'm outside a ton, which is good. And uh, coaching baseball, fishing, oh. and then uh, we just got uh, our boy a pair of rollerblades today. So he was rollerblading Ooh. around the store, rollerbladed out of the store, and then I just <laughs> had to throw him out of the car because we had to come in here, but he's outside buzzing around. So I'm glad <laughs> he's enjoying you. that. I didn't know how much he'd like it, but, uh, so he's, he's all fired up. So nice. Do a lot of the kids in the hood have rollerblades too? Are you going to get like some street hockey going or what's the plan? Just no, we don't. The, we get, the family next door, I think is a wrestling family. And then, uh, yeah, I haven't seen much rollerblades, a lot of bikes, but not many rollerblades. Our driveway, <laughs> we got a smaller area of our driveway. That's good for rollerblades. Otherwise it's like not the greatest, you know? And I remember when I, when I was a kid, it was like every couple of years they would redo our street. Yeah. You knew like they'd rip, come and rip it up, put a new blacktop layer on. And it happened like around, you know, one of my friends got it. That was the, the rink that summer, you know, right. 20, we're playing 21st of summer. They're doing a street <laughs> next to another buddy. So we always had fresh blacktop. I'm waiting for him to do it out here. Well, you got to set it up then, dad. Come on now. Well, that's the city. The city of Salsipal. <laughs> put in a call to the city. So, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I got a few potholes. So you just come check it out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There you go. Well, it sounds like you're full blown summer mode, which is awesome. Are you watching any hockey, Alex? To be honest, I I haven't a ton. Edmonton a bit, just obviously with having some ties there with um, not only some of the players, but um, you know it was the history with Jay Woodcroft when he was an assistant in San Jose when I was there years ago, and then I reunited with him this year in Bakersfield and had about two weeks with him before he got the call up and. Uh, <laughs> It was cool to keep an eye on him and uh, I was super excited that he got a chance um, and obviously proved that uh, the change that they did make, which is a, it's a risk with a team like that to make a coaching change, you know, Ken Holland made the right move and Jake Jay and Dave Manson came up and did an unbelievable job. And I think they got that team um, understanding that they have to play a system the right way and sure. committing to it and buying in and you know, the guys bought in and, Obviously, they ran into a team that um, has been knocking on the door for years, and finally, you know, they get through the get through the conference final, and they're in the cup. So, you know, for them, it was a tough road against Colorado, but I think you got to look at the second half of the year how well they played, and you know, uh, kudos to Jay and yeah. um, his staff. There you go. But oh. after the Wild series, honestly, I, I brought Simon to two of the Wild games, which was uh, which was so awesome. And right? game one, I was I was more nervous. Like when Flower came out. <laughs> before the game I was like I was so nervous <laughs> as a fan like I could you know, it was horrible yeah I'm like, oh, did... you know don't let in a soft one right away play well <laughs> I'm just stuff that's going through ahead. head I'm like don't do it. you know yeah and it turned out to be obviously it was unfortunate they lost that first one for nothing but what an atmosphere and you know to still have guys on that team that you still talk to quite a bit it was uh it was fun you know, do you think us media made too much about the goaltending duel? You were here when it was you and Devin and there was, you know, discussion of that in the media. Do you think there was too much made about like, oh, who should start? Who should start game one? Or do you think it was kind of valid? Because it was Dean was going back and forth. Have you ever seen anything like that? Like that was insane. It was literally every other game. Yeah. And, and both guys were playing well down the stretch. Obviously, yeah. Talbot's record, you know, spoke for itself and you know, flower, the history that he has, the playoff experience and all, all that. It's a hard decision. And, you know, and they'll be asked every day. I'm Dino's going to get asked every day until the start of training camp next year. And I'm sure that might be a question, might be a joke from one of the media members. Who's going to start game one of the preseason, you know? But I'm going to do I it. Get, I'll tell them that you told me to ask. So. <laughs> I, just went, I just went fishing uh, the other day with one of my buddies and some of his work friends, and that got brought up. Like, oh, what do you think of the goal? I'm like, I'm so sick of hearing this question. <laughs> But it, it, it is crazy. I mean, you start flower and I mean, you don't score any goals. You're not going to win a game. How do you make a goaltending change or commit to guy in game one? And then game two, you win. I mean, the series played out about as perfect as it could, like as almost as hard as it could to make a goaltending change. Yeah. There's, there wasn't really a, a game where, okay, we're, we're in it this far now, you know? And, and then they tried it and what was it? Game six or was that seven? Mm -hmm. Six, six. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because they lost in six. Yeah, so then they try it in six, and um, yeah, it's hard. And you know, we didn't play for two weeks or two and a half weeks. It's hard to jump in, and your playoff speed, and it, it's tough. And the series, like I said, game by game, it was like, okay, do we make a change? But you really couldn't, you know. Like game right. one it wasn't the goalie's fault. Game two, you win, you know, and it just uh, it worked out for uh, St. Louis. Yeah. You know? Yeah. They made the change and they made it, they had to, they made it at the right time. And, you know, obviously who's mm -hmm. probably wasn't going to have the longest leash played a great game one, but then, you know, two in a row that weren't as greatest and they made the change. And for them, Bennington had played great, you know, yeah. and that, yeah. that's another thing too, is he played unbelievable. 
there mm-hmm. wasn't, you know, say he played okay. Now it's like, okay, what are we doing the next game? You know, right. so right. weird series that both goalies made changes and yeah, it's funny how it all played out. <laughs> so generally speaking, this off season has been, or this postseason, excuse me, has seen a lot of high scoring playoff games as a goaltender. What do you think about that? You love the high flying fast paced games. Cause you love to get involved in the action, uh, which is rare for goaltenders nowadays. What do you think seeing these high scoring postseason games? And how would you feel in the, in that situation where the entire postseason is like that? Not just a game or two. I love it. The, uh, Calgary nine, six game was awesome. <laughs> I was late to the, uh, Edmonton 8-6 game I watched like the second half of that so I missed a lot of the the fireworks but it's uh it's fun to watch now that uh I'm out on the ice but it's (laughs) like everybody thought this Tampa series you know was going to be two nothing two one every game which last night it was a tight game but you know first game's five two and there's so much skill it's just insane that you know like the games change so much even the start of my pro career I feel like just the style of play, you know, you see so many more odd man rushes and seam plays and zones where, you know, guys have the ability to make these plays through two guys' legs or under a stick, over a stick, and it's uh, it's pretty incredible. And, I mean, the talent levels, it's just power plays are playing at a percentage. I don't know what Colorado finished their power play at this year, but it was something where it was insane. just insane. And, uh, you know, it's hard to kill. And you're seeing on kills now, like, for example, in Minnesota, like, you got Kevin killing penalties where before you don't see stuff like that, you know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. they did that in Edmonton years ago where they'd finish with the uh, dry side on McDavid coming out with like the last 30 seconds of penalty code. Cause you do get chances and mm-hmm. it showed Kevin and uh, Goudreau, they got a ton of looks shorthanded this year. And if you, I guess you're giving up chances, but at the same time, it felt like those guys, every kill would get one grade A and it was nuts. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, you had mentioned earlier Edmonton, Colorado, right? And you're familiar with Edmonton. Are you surprised that Colorado kind of handled them as not, I don't want to say effortlessly because they were great games, but it was over right. so much quicker than I think any of us anticipated. Does that surprise you at all? Or I mean, what do you yeah. think went wrong there? I don't know if anything went wrong for them. I think they had some guys that were obviously injured. Dry side was playing on one leg and uh, nurse was pretty hurt who they rely on heavily. Um, but you know, I think it's another series where you look at goaltending. Kemper gets hurt and Franz Sue comes in and plays pretty well for them and at mm-hmm. least gives them a chance every night to win a game. And, you know, you have a team like that, they're going to put up four or five a night. Um, but it was, uh, it was just the way the games fell. I mean, it was, it was closer than a four nothing series, you know, and, yeah. uh, you look at it, you'll look at it at the end of the year and be like, holy cow, they swept them in the, in the conference finals, but it, it wasn't really a sweep where the games were so close and, it's Colorado just ended up on top every night and Colorado's goalie kind of made the last save, the crucial save. And that was it. That's what it took. You know, you mentioned at the very beginning of the interview here, your son getting rollerblades, some fishing, summertime activities. Uh, Minnesota can be pretty brutal. You were born and raised here, so you know this. We all know this. Uh, But summertime is undefeated. And any Minnesotan will tell you if you can survive the winter, the summers are incredible. So what we're early in June here. What are the summer plans? You got uh, any cabins you're going to more fishing, any any big fun you're going to be having this offseason? Well, tomorrow is a big start for us. We're going to Eric Church at U.S. Bank Stadium. So I'm, uh, I'm so jealous. Yeah, I'm pumped for that. I'm really looking forward to that. That'll be uh, kind of the kickoff to summer. There really hasn't even been a spring. It's no. From, like no. winter to rain to brutally cold <laughs> to now this next week's going to be like 86. So, yeah. so church tomorrow night, we're all pumped up about that. We're excited. We got a good crew going from uh, our side of town. We'll take a bus in and uh, – enjoy some uh church at, at uh, us bank which will be sweet i haven't seen a concert in there 
Yeah, and, it's uh, nice. It's fun. Yeah, it'll be it'll be great. And then other than that, we're gonna have, yeah, we'll have some cabin time. We do a couple family vacations in the summer. We go up north in the lakes area. Um, but uh, other than that, a lot of baseball and uh, gymnastics and dance and all that stuff for the kids. So you guys be, have uh, your time. Do you guys have your own cabin? Because grow, I'm sure you do. But growing up when I, in me and my sister were kids, my, my sister begged my dad every summer to get a cabin every summer. We were like the cabin hoppers. We went to everybody else's cabin, you know, do you, are you a That's cabin a hopper? <laughs> yeah. That's the way to do it. Uh, yeah. We have two family cabins, my wife's dad, mom, dad, each have a place. So we okay. have a uh, couple options to go to and um, we help out with her brothers. We'll go up and help and do the yard work and put the docks in and, and all that. But uh it is nice. We had a family cabin. Our family, we had a family cabin for years and years and we got rid of it probably six years ago. But okay. yeah. when you did go up and you know, it's, you were the last one out of there cleaning up and all <laughs> that. So it's kind of nice now that you can uh, put your work in and, you know, get the dock and get the boat covered, but then you can kind of brush your hands off and say, all right, we're out of here. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. I know easy, for us, easy it's to like- clean up on Sundays. <laughs> yeah. It's a month of like getting everything set and then maybe like a few weeks of joining. And then it's like, okay, have to close the cabin now again <laughs> or whatever. Right. I like, know. It's, insane. it's an it's... asshole until, yeah. Until <laughs> you it's... can be up there way more. You yes. Know. Kids exactly. are too young. It's hard. Yeah. yeah. So baseball coaching, how's that going? Uh, you it's played great. base. Did you play growing pitch. up? What's that? Did you play growing up? I did. Yeah. Until yeah. my uh, junior high school. Yeah. Nice. I love baseball. It's my, yeah, my dad played college baseball at Bemidji State, and he had a passion for it. And he coached us at South St. Paul, and we actually had a pretty pretty good group of athletes, so it was fun, and we loved it, all the summer tournaments and whatnot. But uh, now to go through with my boy, you're outside, and um, it's it's a hard sport at that age at, to mm-hmm. understand the rules of yeah. tagging up, <laughs> uh, going back to your base. Like, you know, some games we play where we just play everybody hits, and then some games we play we're going to play three outs, so – it's a lot of confusion. Um, everybody <laughs> wants to play first. Everybody wants to play pitcher. Everybody wants to play second. You know, so managing lineups and batting order is about the toughest part right now. Is Coach Stalock hard on the kid? Like, are you 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 the good coach? No, or are you kind of are you hard? No, on I'm, I try to be. I'm I'm hard on one kid, and that's fine. <laughs> and uh, the other kids, no, we have fun. I'll uh, when he starts kicking dirt or asking why he's not on first. I, I have to inform him that the coach's kid doesn't hit lead off and play first every year. <laughs> so do you find it hard? I, I love asking, you know, professional athletes if they find it difficult to coach afterward, um, whether that's the end of their career or like in your case where you're coaching your kid, uh, no matter what level it's at, going from that high of a level of playing to then trying to describe any sport to somebody can be tough. Do you find it difficult to kind of put aside that like professional level of competition to coach young kids or no? Well, baseball is different. I mean, hockey, there's parents that know way more than me, obviously, in the state of Minnesota. So, I, you know, there's a lot of times where you have to kind of take the back seat and say, yeah, you're right. You, you know it more than me it's, and whatnot. But like baseball is uh, it's just the excitement in some of the kids faces. And just in the month or two that we've been here, that some kids have been able to, you know, it might have taken them 20 pitches to hit their first ball. And now they hit it on their third and or their first, and they're just so excited that they'll be running the first, and the kids like, I hit it on my first pitch, and you know, <laughs> that's the stuff that like puts a smile on your face, and you really enjoy seeing that, the excitement of these kids when all of a sudden now they can catch a pop fly, where before maybe they were running away from it when <laughs> you throw it at them, you know, and the confidence that they gain by, you know, making that play, or they get hit by a ball one time, it may hurt, but to come back and play, and um, it's fun, and 
the boys enjoy it and the dads enjoy it more too when the tailgate gets swung down at the end of practice <laughs> pull the cooler out and yeah the boys are in uh, a big rush as soon as baseball practice is over they're like where's the football where's the basketball so they play at the park for another hour and <laughs> oh epic. I love it. that is you know i saw a big smile on your face this past weekend at the Hendrickson Foundation uh, Celebrity <clears throat> Game, which was always a good time. You, however, Mr. Alex Alock, were not the goalie. You got <laughs> to play forward. Was that like just a dream come true to go out there and just, again, be a forward against some of these guys? Well, Bill Guerin and Dino were at the game, so I wanted uh, <laughs> to see what they thought, you know, to see if there was an open door there for a spot. <laughs> a good um, tryout. There wasn't many smiles on my face. That was uh, – I couldn't believe how hard that was skating up and down the ice. I was uh, tired. The last six minutes, I just kept, kept telling cards. I said, stay on. I'm not going out there. <laughs> so he so he sealed the deal and won it for us. And the other group wasn't too happy with his uh, slap shot and uh, game winner. But it was uh, it was a ton of fun. Obviously, a great cause. And obviously, an even better family. The Hendrickson family is top notch. And Danny and Darby do a great job. And uh, everybody involved that helps to get that, not only that term, but all the other events they do throughout the year together is, uh, is pretty special. And I know uh, a lot of the guys over there truly enjoy going to these, uh, these events and they do it right. I mean, it's Danny's fault that they lost because he missed two penalty shots. So really, I mean, it's right. you can trace well, no time left. It's not being Danny's fault. Shocking. <laughs> right. right? So do you think, uh, so, I mean, BG was there. Yeah. Did, do you think you're getting a call or are we going to see you? At, I, haven't, uh, I haven't heard camp? from him yet. <laughs> okay. But, okay. Uh, I know he's, I know he's busy playing golf. So I'm sure is uh, <laughs> a good service on the course. <laughs> you, would you cut him a rate? Would you be like, I'll give you a good deal. Oh yeah. Nice. There you I go. did the first timer. I did the first timer. <laughs> <laughs> they so had he owes for, you one now. <laughs> he needed room for Kirill. So I had to take a <laughs> for him. Oh, classic. Now I know you're a big fisherman too, which is near and dear to my heart. Last time you were on, you wouldn't give me any fishing secrets. Do you, will you give me any this time? The St. Croix river has been really good. The water's oh, up. Yeah. Okay. So get on the St. Croix. The walleye fishing's good on the St. Croix. That's where I've been going. Nice. All right. I like so, that. I could do that. Are you more of a catch and release guy? Do you do it for the fun of it? Or do you like to do a good old fish fry? What's, what's the move <sighs> on a good day of fishing? So, or, do I have my phone? Oh, yeah, I don't want to lose my light. Yeah, you're losing uh, it as a ring light. <laughs> I, uh, we did a catch and release. I had Mr. Carter come out. I'm going to show you the pictures. He did, uh, he did really well. We did a cat, uh, we kept five. Okay. And, uh, flayed him up. And then he invited our family over for a, uh, barbecue and his daughter and, uh, sign our boy. Where's the camera here? There you go. Yeah, there look at that. That's not Ooh, fun. Ooh, dang. Yeah. That is nice. That's on the St. Croix? Yes. Wow. I had to pull it down quick because I, I didn't want you to see what houses were in the background. <laughs> and then I'm he heading to Google a, Maps immediately. Yeah, right? I'm just going to screenshot this real quick. <laughs> a big smallmouth. Wow. Nice. Yeah, Look so we did pretty well. Though. So we kept five. And uh, his oldest daughter and Simon ate all 10 fillets. So wow. was, uh, Simon loves fish. Okay. And uh, yeah, Carts had a little fryer at his house. And uh Actually, uh, Greener joined us. So Greener came over. I don't know if he was, he was a little late for the fish, which was kind of shocked that he was running late. But, <laughs> Not uh, him, never. He missed out on the fish. <laughs> so do you so. have any fishing superstitions or you kind of, I, mean, I feel like every fisherman has something, right? And you're a goalie. You, you're a goalie and a fisherman. You got to have some kind of superstition, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. It's, I always go to my fridge before I leave and pack my cooler and get it in the bowl. It's good luck. <laughs> <laughs> that's good luck in any situation. Yeah, anyway, it I think. Is, that's right, you're my that's kind of guy. That's what I tell my wife. That's my, I have to. It's my 
No, I need 12 beers. Don't ask questions. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a long day. It's a long yeah. day out there. When it's, no, I, you know, we've been going out for just a couple hours in the morning and um, we're only how close, you know, we're so close to the river. It's a, it's yeah. such a good fishery and you forget about it sometimes. And if you, you have the ability to go out in the middle of the week, it's super nice because there's no, uh, there's no traffic. Right. You know, the weekends get hectic, especially, you know, starting this weekend, but it's going to get really nuts out there. And yeah. You get kind of blown off the, uh, off the, the water by the big yachts that come cruising through. Yeah, exactly. Well, and it's just a great town. Still water. If you guys haven't been, I highly recommend it as well. White oh, it's so fun. It's so fun, right? Yeah. Oh, just... Yes. No, I, I, I try to tell the, all the Dinah people, you know, <laughs> you don't cross, you don't cross Highway 100. So it's like, <laughs> like, there's there's wi-fi out here like trust me like we got highways there's roads there's restaurants but i still don't they don't believe it no the dina people are tough nuts to crack they don't they don't listen to much yeah no when we had carts on he was he said it perfectly too he was like you know there's this whole other section this northeast section that's really (laughs) nice up there like it's a pretty great spot go check it out but you know you tell any of them like they're like where where is there you like wisconsin it's like okay (laughs) yeah it's like yeah it's like new yorkers like there's no one in the country other than you know what i mean oh yeah like tony like tony potato like would you know like yeah oh minnesota where are you is this where is that you know it's like okay yeah i lived in in central new york and that was a conversation i'm like oh yeah we fish and hunt out all the time in minnesota they're like no you don't and i was like what like yes we do like that's yeah, like that's, our thing like yeah. I, don't, I don't know what else to say people so. either think minnesota is canada or just the twin cities and no in between they don't understand that we have like a little bit of everything here they just right. they think it's one or the other and we like to tell oh. them that we have everything because yeah. we are the best. Like we enjoy doing that passive aggressively because that's how we roll. That's who we are. That's who we are. Well, perfect. Well, Alex, thank you so much for joining. You, of course, Anytime. are the best. Anytime. Don't don't say that because we'll hit you up almost every Anytime. other week. I just got to be on time. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you made you Sorry. made it. What yeah. a guy. Fashionably what a guy. late. That's what it was. At and, least and you told pre- us. I pre-ordered. I pre-ordered the stuff and it was just a headache. <laughs> you I'm said yeah, green juices or what what were you getting? yeah yeah one of those like how do you say it acai yeah acai. yeah 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 one of those bowls nice yum yeah. see what a guy appreciate you letting us know that too we've had people just not show so yeah. we won't name names but uh <laughs> you know who you are we're still, we're still working on that but uh thanks so much we're gonna take a quick break we'll be right back okay i want you to think of the first time you took a big hit on the ice Maybe it was a men's adult league. Maybe you were slammed into the boards in a big game, or maybe it pulled a Jesse and just tripped over the blue line. Either way, it's happened. Boys hockey, girls hockey, it doesn't matter. We've all been there with our first big hits. And unfortunately, those hits can add up over time. Hockey players can end up with dizziness, headaches, and pain, and a large portion have even experienced concussion-like symptoms as a result. Thankfully, there's an answer. Dr. Tyler Stewart with Peak Vestibular Center specializes in the drug-free treatment of nagging concussion symptoms. Dr. Stewart formulated the 3A Brain Restoration Program, a comprehensive program to get to the root cause of your symptoms. He utilizes the latest technology and techniques to get you back on the path to your best life and back on the ice. If you're dealing with dizziness, headaches, or pain after taking one too many hits, contact Dr. Stewart for a complimentary consultation today. Go to dizzinesscare.com or call 715-690-2211 to schedule your complimentary consultation. 
We're back. Shout out to Alex Stalock for joining us. Always a good time, even though I had to hunt him down and continuously harass him again for that. <laughs> I appreciate him making the time for us. As always, he's the best. Uh, wish him a happy off season. Excited to see what his next adventure looks like. Uh, Alexis. Let's get into our last segment. Again, reminder, we are doing things differently this off season. We just got the two segments and you know what? I like it that way. Don't come at me for it. Yeah. Deal short and it. sweet. We got short weekends, sweet, summer weekends to enjoy in Minnesota. Yes. We only get so many. Yes. And I will not apologize for that. I mean, I will because I'm Minnesotan and super like, I'm sorry <laughs> but deep that, down, but we're actually not that sorry. <laughs> deep down, we're not. Anyway, segment three up for debate this week. Alexis, you asked, I think we can all agree that playoff season is the best season to did I use that right? Team. Yes, you did use that right. Well done. But what is the best part of the playoffs in your opinion? Is it the goals, the goalies or the drama? I like it. I like what you did there, Alexis. Why well, don't you kick it off? It's tough this time of year because games are happening so fast that it's just like, well, it's hard to like actually talk about anything that's going on, you know, with some kind of relevancy, 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 relevancy. Wow. That was tough. Relevancy. Okay. We, we got there. Thank you. Um, <laughs> so I was like, well, let's just talk about the playoffs as a whole, because I do love seeing people, you know, we, last week with Alex Micheletti, uh, we talked about, you know, were you more excited about the goalie matchup in the East or the superstar forwards in the West? the conference finals and stuff like that. So it got me thinking, what is my favorite part of the playoffs? And I think this will come as no surprise to anybody, but obviously the drama is my favorite part. I love the Shocking. ups and downs. I love the ups and downs of the postseason. I love the rivalries, like at the end of game um, five between the um, bolts and the Rangers, Steven Stamkos getting into it. Like that's the kind of stuff that I love, like the unexpected players getting feisty, standing up for their teammates. Um, those big dramatic moments, uh, trying to get that tying goal or the overtimes, which unfortunately we haven't had much of in this postseason because so many games have been high scoring and at points blowouts. Um, but the drama to me is the best part because that's what we live for. You get the goals in the regular season, particularly you, get the you right? Yeah. Particularly <laughs> like, you. Did you really expect me to go out here and be like, yeah, I love really like solid goaltending. Like, <laughs> no, I want, I want feistiness. I want spiciness. I want drama. And you get that in the playoffs every single game. Cause every game means so much. So even though the rest of it is super fun too. I feel like you were coming at me a little bit with the, I don't support the solid goaltending because I, I, think, I, that's, <laughs> like, I think that's where I'm at. Like, I, I tweeted about it a couple of weeks ago. Like, apparently I'm into goaltenders. Like, I don't really understand that at all. Like I, yeah. I'm all about the high scoring too. Like, and I'm all about the drama, but for some reason I'm like super into like really good goaltenders and really bad. Maybe it's because I feel like I'm a goaltending expert or something because I was that so could be fair. this season. Yeah, it's been know? a, it's been a wild ride this year for the goaltending thing. So yeah. like, it, it makes sense that we're at this point now. <laughs> I don't know what it is. Like, I'm just super I love watching really good goaltending and really bad goaltending at the same time. Like I'm super <laughs> yeah. glad that Mike's give me the bad goaltending. Yeah, like, <laughs> give me the bad goaltending. Let's go. You know, I think I the think reason I'm bad. traumatized by the goaltending is because how many times like goaltenders who are just like very like moderately good goaltenders have just stunned the wild in the playoffs. So I'm like, I forget about the goalies. I don't care about the goalies. I don't want it in the playoffs. Give me the drama, but that makes, I mean, a, a really like good goalie in the playoffs or a really bad goalie makes for good entertainment either yes. way. So I think you make a good point there. Right. Well, and it's funny. Cause I guess, but I also really love the high scoring. Like I don't want a goalie to do so well where it's like a one zero game like that. Okay. I want like seven to eight 
but like some really sick saves in between there too. Maybe you maybe swap goalies. I don't know. Maybe we see all four goalies in one game. We've seen a lot of that this postseason. It's funny because we were talking about that with Alex last week. I was like, you know, we were talking about the high Alex scoring. Nicoletti, Alex Nicoletti, not Alex Stalock that you just we do talk. To. We did talk about goaltending with obviously Alex Stalock. Yeah, that's a back to back Alex's. Let's see. That might Classic. be a first for Bardown Beauties. Um, <laughs> but we were talking about like how high scoring the postseason has been this year. And just I was like, I'm really not a fan of it. I love low scoring playoff games because it just feels like everything matters a little bit more. So, but it is fun to see that elite, like superstar talent just shine. So it's like, it's really tough to say like, would I rather have like a really fun five, four game or would I rather have like a two, one overtime game? Like, I don't know. I just, the goalies have traumatized me in the postseason, so I don't. I don't want to hear. It. Good for Vasilevsky and Shesterkin. At least they're not doing it to the wild. That's all I, I got to say. Nail in his last name. I just call him Bassy because I can't do it, and I call That's him a good one. Igor because Igor, I just yeah. can't do it. I, you know why embarrass <laughs> myself more than I already do on a daily basis? So awesome, love it, loved your guys's input as always. You guys rock. Thank you to everybody for checking us out again week after week. Content keeps coming, baby. That's what we do. That's what we keep doing. New Voice Studios can help you create your content. Just a slight reminder there if you need with help with marketing social media podcasting video whatever it may be wear your peeps new voice studios shout out to talk north featuring us on their lovely network shout out to sodastick.com our premier sponsors um they're coming out with some new bardown beauty summer merch so keep an eye out for that but obviously they got cool stuff going all the time so be sure to give them a look um, as always, better edge, bettredge.com. Get your bet on uh, code Buttes, B E A U T S, free 10 bucks. Forgot to mention Bar Down Beauties will get you 15% <laughs> off at Soda Stick. Uh, also, shout out to Royal Credit Union, less fee, more free. Peak Vestibular Center, we are going to get Tyler Stewart on, Dr. Tyler Stewart, excuse me, um, as a guest to talk about concussions as they relate to hockey. And shout out to Jim Beam. Whew. That, w- that was good. Cheers. I need a glass of Jim Beam after that run. Oh, yeah, that was good. That's spicy. It's, it's Friday it. afternoon or almost Friday afternoon. It's 1158 a.m. right now, but it, that's almost Jim Beam time. It's almost Jim Beam. I mean, uh, what did Johnny Depp say? Isn't any hour happy, happy hour? hour tea? Yeah, you know, and that's what we say to that. <laughs> <laughs> Grab a mega pint of Jim yeah. Beam. <laughs> Hashtag Team Johnny. <laughs> Hashtag Team Johnny. All right, guys. Again, thank you so much. Uh, have a great week. Have a great uh rest of your day and we'll see you next week. Bye.